Hi, I'm Phoebe Park, and I'd like to welcome you to The Soup, the audio kickback for entrepreneurs, bloggers, and creators seeking advice on how to level up their personal lives and careers in order to live their best lives. Are you ready to uncover the power of your truth and untapped potential? Then kick back and listen to The Soup with your host, Shakela J. Taylor. Peace and blessings, tribe. Of course, it's your girl, Shakela with The Soup. How are you? I hope you are enjoying this series as much as I am. I mean, I just have gained so many gems from these ladies. Of course, it's so dope that I know them and I have great connections with them, but I wanted to share my daily experiences with them with you. So today I have someone that I really want you to meet. She is amazing. Let me tell you the power of social media. I probably have said that in every interview, but I'm going to tell you that. Let me tell you about the power of social media. We've actually connected via Twitter. At one point, I was going heavy and hard on Twitter as far as like sharing my processes for just mantras, affirmations, and just really, really just giving people a, a fresh start to their mornings. Um, we're not going to talk about how Twitter has just changed up on me, but you know what? We're not going to talk about that. But I want to introduce you to Lauren. She is fantastic. I could talk about her for years and months to come, but I want her to actually introduce herself to you so you can learn more about her. And when I tell you, when we get into this conversation, you're going to find that there's a common thread between me and Lauren because we connect on a, on a higher vibration and a higher level than I've ever met with someone, ever had with someone online. So I'm going to, she's going to introduce herself and her brand. I'm going to close my mouth. Hello, Lauren. How are you? Ah, Girl, I'm already doing praise hands, like talking to you again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like so excited. <laughs> it's so good. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Of course. Um, so you want me to introduce myself? I'll, so I guess yes. I'll start there. Slay us with slay us with your about me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So a little about me. I am the host and creator of the Grit and Glitter podcast. So a fellow podcaster. And I sit down every week for amazing, badass female entrepreneurs like yourself, <laughs> which is how we connected, um, yes. for conversations about the real, raw, honest, hard parts of our life and business journeys. Because I think there is so much inspiration in really peeling back the curtains and getting to see inside someone's journey and their business and, um, you know, learning about the struggle, struggles and the failures as well as the triumphs. So. Yeah, I feel so lucky to get to connect with amazing women like you every week. It's wonderful. Oh, yes. I, I love that because what most people don't understand or the fear, I would say, that most people, I'm not going to say women, but most people, when they get into the online space, they want to make a name, they want to make a mark in the online space. They believe that they're one of many. That's true. You are one of many, but you are not alone. My mentor in my head, Lisa Nichols, says this all the time. You are not alone. There are so many more people who are willing to be a part of your tribe than against you, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. how has your online experience been and how has that helped you cultivate what you're doing now and your podcast? I just lay it on me because I feel like a lot of people just have this yeah. negative perception of online business and they just have no idea what they're missing out on. Oh my God, it's life changing. <laughs> it really is. You know, and I think about the community that I have formed online and even just been surrounded by and honestly, that community is the entire reason why I started the podcast in the first place. So I will take you back several years ago, I guess, like to explain that. 
Um, about four years ago now, I launched my first business, which was a granola business. I was selling granola with my mother. It was her recipe. So she was doing all the baking and fun stuff. And then I was doing the business marketing online side of things. And through that business, I connected with so many amazing female entrepreneurs and business owners in the online space. And it was through those connections and getting to know them through a mastermind and just Skype dates and, you know, forming those friendships that we started having these conversations. And in those conversations, I had this light bulb moment where, you know, some of these women were several years into this and, and they were at the level where I really aspired to be. And it was in those conversations that I realized that these doubts and fears and insecurities that I felt so weighed down by as a first time new entrepreneur, that I was not alone in those. And it was in that light bulb moment, you know, that I had because of these online friendships and connections, that was really the catalyst for me closing that business and then starting a podcast to, to bring these conversations to a larger audience. So online community has really been everything for me. <laughs> yes, I, I love I love that because Oh my goodness. I feel like the moments when I was most lost in the online space is where I gained so much enlightenment because I think, no, I don't think, I know for sure that the number one thing that I promised myself, even when, before CJP online ever existed, before I even decided to do a podcast, this is my second go around with the podcast. I always told myself that I wanted to be 100% transparent and vulnerable because I never know when I, and it's nothing that I'm in the space like, Oh, I suck today because I'm a strong believer in whatever you put out into the atmosphere, it will come back to you tenfold. With being transparent and vulnerable truly means that I was open with what I was struggling with because I knew that God would send me the people that I needed right on time. And it always happened. So have you ever experienced anything online where you just like, man, I'm about to quit. I'm about to just scrap this and do something else. And something magical happened online. Like, do you have a story about that at all? Oh my God. Yeah. Honestly, like as yes. you're asking me that question, I go back to that, you know, that moment I was in the final few months of when I was running my first business and I really had no intentions of shutting it down, but I was really unhappy with what I do, what I, what I was doing. And again, I just felt so consumed by those doubts and fears and they really fooled me into believing the lie that because I was, you know, doubting myself and I was struggling with those fears that I was somehow inadequate and um, wasn't cut out for this, you know, online business, entrepreneurship. And I really bought into that and believed that. And I wasn't sure what the next step was for me, but I was starting to think about closing that business. And for anyone that has ever closed a business before, it's, it's so hard. Like it's this huge weighted decision because you poured your heart and soul into building this thing. And then to think about shutting it down, it just feels like this huge, significant loss. And I was at that point where I wasn't saying any of those thoughts out loud, but I was definitely grappling with them. And then there was one specific conversation with my mastermind group um, towards the end of that business. There were four of us. And with the normal mastermind group, if any of you listening have been a part of one of those, they're amazing. But you spend the bulk of your conversation talking about business ideas. It, it's this amazing team atmosphere where you actually feel like you have coworkers for once and you can brainstorm ideas and um, business strategies. But for the first time ever, our, our entire conversation shifted and we all just talked about the doubts and the fears and just, you know, the weight of all of that and the pressure uh, of social media sometimes. And for the first time, it was in that moment that I realized 
I wasn't alone. And that conversation was the catalyst for me saying, you know what? It's okay. It's okay for me to shut this first business down and to move on from this because there is something greater for me. And that was the podcast. And what had initially felt like would be me quitting by closing down my first business really became just a stepping stone and this huge celebration of moving from, you know, what was the very first step for me, um, onto the, to the second, to the next pillar, which was the podcast. So, um, that's the, that's the one conversation that comes to mind when you ask me that, because, you know, it was in those, those moments in that month of my life when I just felt completely alone. And that conversation really brought me back and helped me realize that there was something more out there for me. Yes. This is, very enlightening because I'm not sure if anyone is just, I'm not saying for this particular podcast session that you have to be taking notes, but really be listening because there are plenty of times when you don't have to take notes. And if you just listen, you will find the answers, right? So I've done that plenty yeah. of times. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not guided to take notes at the moment, but I'm guided to listen. So mm-hmm. when you were just speaking, I started to think of all the times I decided to, I don't want to say the word quit. Because quit means you completely drop it, drop the ball, and just you say, F it. Mm-hmm. But when you say you decide to move on, you decide to close one chapter and move on, that's positive action, right? So I'm all about mm-hmm. actionable success and actionable strategy, right? So I was just thinking of all the things that I decided to move on from, and that would maybe would be lifestyle blogging, fashion blogging, even from just random blogging, because I felt like I just thank God every day because I've been so in tune with who I am. So something was telling me like a little voice in my ear saying that you, there's more Shakela, there's more. And the number one thing that I knew that I could do and knew that I could connect with was women. I knew that I had a special connection with, with my same sex because you, we, we're more, we're more likely to be open with one another. You know, we're more likely to share resources and connect. So I knew that I wanted to build some kind of brand that could help someone, that could help someone, maybe not always prevent them from from learning from my mistakes, but if I can at least warn you, here are the warning signs, here they go. That is what truly makes me happy. What are three things about your business or your podcast that make you happy every single day to do, even when you're like, okay, this is like admin stuff. What are just three things that really make you happy and drive you to do what you do every single day? Oh my gosh. Such a good question. I'm like all the things, you know, the first thing, and this definitely does not feel like admin work is the conversations that I get to have. I feel like every time I get to hop on Skype and sit down for one of these conversations with another woman, I feel like it's like a therapy session. (laughs) And like this, you know, I never have ended a call not feeling completely and totally inspired. And I've said this before, but the podcast over the past, you know, 15 months has changed my life. Like it has changed me as a human being. And those conversations, just the fact that I get to sit down with these amazing female entrepreneurs and have these real, raw, honest conversations is my favorite part. Hands down. Like it makes me so happy and it's so life-giving to me. Um, so that would have to be number one. Number two, and this is definitely one of those nitty-gritty things that some days I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do it, but I, I really love doing it, is the editing process. And I know that not everyone loves that, but because it's this tedious thing that you have to do. And, but there's something about that that I love. Like I definitely have an OCD side that like loves the details and I'm not always that way. But 
Um, I love that about editing because it's just something where I get to kind of like, you know, let my mind wonder and just like, you know, zone in to these nitty gritty details of editing the podcast. And in editing too, it's so fun for me because um, I'm sure you've experienced this, Shakayla, but like when you're recording these episodes, you're just so in the moment of the conversation. Like it's so good, but you're in the weeds of the conversation. And yes. when you go back and re-listen to them, you're like, oh my gosh, like you hear so many more nuggets like of golden wisdom just re-listening mm -hmm. to them. So um, the editing process is great for that reason. And the third thing, I would have to say just the connections. You know, like you asked me, one of the first questions you asked me was about connections and like the online community and stuff. And it's through the podcast and through having these conversations with women, both, you know, on the podcast and just through Instagram and my Facebook group, like wherever I'm connecting with women who are listening to these stories and connecting with me, there's just something amazing about connecting with people and knowing that it's a genuine connection and building that sisterhood and those relationships. Again, like you said earlier, it makes you realize you are not alone. Like there are so many women out there doing so many things that it can feel overwhelming at times. But when you connect on a human level, it's this beautiful reminder that you're not alone. So, so, so true. Oh my goodness. I can't, I can't, I can't because I'm just thinking of the time I'm just like, oh, I felt so lonely and depressed until the moment I stepped into the online space and started to take it seriously. That loneliness like melted. I was just like, mm. why did I ever feel this way? Um, oh my goodness. Can you share a time? Because like, I like to get real and raw, just like you. Mm. Can you think of a time when you feel like you hit a wall, whether it be in your personal life or your career, if it, if your personal life started to interfere with your business, how, when you hit that wall, you know, how did you feel like in your lowest point, how are you feeling and what allowed you to reach to, to where you are right now? Because you are someone that just emits happiness and joyfulness. Even when, you know, we were having the pot, when we, you were asking me questions for your podcast, you had this sense of being empathetic, but also happy, happy mm -hmm. because you had that moment to share and, and mm -hmm. to speak and to relate. So can you think of a time when you feel like you hit a wall, you were at your lowest point, and how did you get to the point where you are right now? Yeah. <laughs> and as you're asking me this question, I'm like getting emotional. I'm like tearing up over here. Um, it was actually really, really recent, like six weeks ago recent. Um, I have been doing the podcast for a little over a year now. But it has been a passion project. It has not been a profitable business. And it wasn't until recently, you know, like in the past five or six months, I would say, that I even started thinking about it becoming that and, and imagining like, wow, what if, I could, what if I could do this full time? You know, what if I could make this my full time job and I could turn this into a business? And I have been doing on the side, like my money making income work has been freelance. So I've been working with, you know, various companies doing um, marketing type work, copywriting, social media, all of the store. And that's how I've been bringing money into my family and my life and, you know, paying the bills. And the podcast has just been this enjoyable thing that I've been able to grow on the side of that. And about six weeks ago, I found out that I was losing my main freelance client. Um, and when I say main client, like they made up 80% of my income. So it was a huge deal. And 
it was about that same time that, you know, it was really laid on my heart to, to figure out how to do more with the podcast. Like, how can I really monetize this? How can I really turn this into a business? I was falling completely in love with what I was doing and I was seeing so much potential in it. Um, but I was also comfortable. Like it was really easy for me to not push myself that hard because I had this income, you know, and it was cozy and I knew that I had money every month coming in for my freelance work. And so I felt like I was, I was doing the podcast, but as far as making the podcast a business and figuring that out, I honestly was just half-assing it because I could. And here I was all of a sudden at this, you know, fork in the road where I either had to decide, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going in all on the, I'm going all in on the podcast and I'm going to figure out how to monetize this thing. Or I have to find another freelance client. And I was in therapy (laughs) God for therapy. And um, I realized in that conversation, you know, that that this was possible, that I I had to believe in myself and that deep down beneath all of the fears and the doubts and the like, what if I can't do this? What if I try? What if I sell? Like, because all of that was real. Like I cried the whole way home that day because I was just like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. And even if, even if I say I'm going to try, what if I try? what if I say I'm going to monetize the podcast and I'm going to turn this into a business? And then what if I can't? And what if I have to live with that? And what if I have to like, you know, sit in that embarrassment or shame or whatever I'm going to feel because of that. And it was in therapy that I realized that deep down, I really did believe in myself. Deep down, I really knew that I could do this. And deep down, I knew that, you know, regardless of what the outcome was going to be, that I was going to be proud of myself for trying. And so later that night, I sat down with my husband, Josh, and um, we decided that I was going to go all in on the podcast. <laughs> and like, I had like, you know, I have to say like me going full time on the podcast, that does not mean that I'm, I'm making an income. I'm not like, I'm just spending all of my days trying to make an income. And in, in full disclosure and honesty, I'm still there right now. I'm six weeks in and um, I'm still trying to figure this out and sort through this. And some days are really hard and full of doubt and fear. And other days I feel on top of the world and I'm like, I can do this. I can conquer this mountain. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the moment when breakthroughs really happen, right? I tell people all the time, I am a, I, I mean, you're listening to what Lauren is saying, so you know it's true. And I've told you plenty of times, the moment I feel like I was at my lowest low and I hit that wall, I may not be thinking this in the moment, but I know for sure that my breakthrough is coming through. Because just like mm. you, about less than six weeks ago, I'm thinking it was a couple, like two weeks before my birthday, which is um, on the second, it was, I was just like, I really can't do this. And I tell myself all the time, I tell my clients all the time, I always say can't does not exist. But I saw, I found that I was telling myself that I can't, that I was submitting to my self-limiting beliefs and I was submitting to that fear and doubt. And I was just like, why, why? I felt like I could not climb out of it. And when I tell you, I felt like my whole community, what it's online and offline just surrounded me with digital and physical hugs. And I didn't know why. I didn't tell anybody at that point I was experiencing anything. I didn't tell anyone that I was down in the process, but I just felt all of this love. And I had people contact me and tell me, you know, I can sense something is not right with you, but I pray that everything is, is going to be okay because you always push through. And I'm just like, what? And I'm, on, I'm reading these text messages crying because I'm just like, what's going on? And, and, and that is the true power, power 
of building a tribe. So do you have like, what do you, what do you feel like? I, I can, I can write books and books about my tribe. How do you feel about your tribe? Have you ever had moments when it's just like, you never really expose anything to them, but they always come on time. I'm, I'm telling you, they always come on time for me, but do you have any experience with that when they just come on time and they just give you a word or a piece where you're just like, Oh my goodness, I needed that. Yes. <laughs> Right. Oh my God. It's like the power of the universe, right? It's like in in those moments, like how how did you know? Like how did you know I needed that? Like so many times in my life, like both just in business and personally, and it's like the most amazing thing. Yes. Oh gosh, it it just feels it just feels so good to have that, and I Mm -hmm. preach this every single time. Like you know, and we want to go. People love talking about business. But I tell people all the time, my philosophy of business is that you must take the time to invest in your audience first. And that investment doesn't always have to mean physical money, but it means you are investing time into them, you're investing resources, and you're investing your expertise. If you're taking that time to actually show and prove and show your worth, and when you come out with a product or you decide to monetize your brand, it will work for you. So what would be your business philosophy? What have you learned over these past uh, several years? Um, including your granola business and now your podcasting, what is like your number one go-to business philosophy? Oh my gosh. You know, I feel like it would probably be not your typical business philosophy, philosophy, but like my go-to mantra is always to listen to my heart, follow my heart, my intuition, gut, God, universe, whatever you want to call it. I truly believe in that. And um, I, it has never steered me wrong ever, ever. And it's, it can be such a hard thing, uh, such a hard philosophy to have, like as the guiding light of your business and what you're doing, because at least in my own experience, nine times out of 10, when I have that gut feeling and when my heart says do this deep down, I know like it is just this beautiful, calm feeling like, yes, this is the right thing. Um, but on the surface level, like my ego flares up and like the fears and doubts are screaming and it's, you know, it's just, it's, they, they can take hold of you. But if I can get back to that, like inner quiet voice that's guiding me and directing me, it never fails, you know, from deciding to close my granola business and launch the podcast to, you know, the, the conversations that I've had on the podcast to, to, to the recent change. Like every time I listen to that voice, no matter how terrifying it is, it has never steered me wrong in business. So um, that is my go-to always. And whenever I feel like I'm at a crossroads and I'm struggling, I always, if I can just get quiet with myself and listen to that, that voice of my heart, my gut, my intuition, um, I always, I always fare out better for it. Yes. Follow your heart and follow through. I can't say that enough. Because, I mean, I, I think back on the times when I was in college and I followed every single thing my family said. And normally, that's what you do. Like, when you're on the cusp of becoming an adult um, and you're still, you're still in the adolescent phase, you naturally just want to go with the current. You want to go with the waves. And you, you don't, I know me, I'm that person. I don't want to ever, like, rock the boat. But mm-hmm. the older I've become, and I would say when I became a mother is really when I, I, I realized, hey, this little this little person growing inside of me won't have the, its own voice for a very long time. So I have to be strong enough to stand 
to stand my ground and to also protect this person. So I know for me, I was very shy. Can you think of any times when you felt like, you know what, I have to be, I have to stand my ground and stand in my purpose, especially when, when it's not the popular belief, especially when it's like, I want to become an entrepreneur and I don't want to work a nine to five. I want to not do the granola business and I want to focus on monetizing my podcast. When was a moment where you just like, listen, you may not like it, but guess what? I'm going to do it. And you had to stand your ground. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Again, <Girl>. really recently. <laughs> um, I, so let's see. This was like four days ago. <laughs> I love that everything, <laughs> like your experiences are like up to date. They're like, hey, this happened six weeks ago. This is four days ago. So this is the You're relevant right? information. <laughs> right. Well, it's like, I'm sure there are things that I can think a lot further back on and like have more, but like there's so, all of these questions that you're asking, I'm like, gosh, they're so relevant to me right now where I'm at. Um, yes. So one thing that I've, I've really been struggling with as a podcaster, um, with my podcast, that is my business. I, I'm trying to build this media business, whatever that means. I'm still figuring that out. But I'm not monetizing through podcasts or services or coaching um, or anything like that. I'm, I'm strictly trying to monetize through the podcast. And so with any type of media content, the only way to monetize that is through advertisements. And I, you know, I think this is also part of the reason why I was so hesitant to, to go all in for such a long time and to really try to make this a business because everything in the podcasting space, um, everything that you hear about monetizing your podcast, first off, it says you have to have this gigantic audience. Like there are calculators out there that tell you um, how much money you can make off of your podcast and really you can make nothing <laughs> based on these podcast calculators unless you have tens of thousands of followers. And the other, you know, thing that the podcasting world has, you know, at least that I've learned, and I've heard this on several, um, you know, webinars and podcasts is that unless you're doing something different, unless you're providing a service or, you know, a product or, or coaching or something, you cannot, um, like make a decent income from your podcast. And I have felt so frustrated by those for such a long time. And I refused to buy into them because I knew, again, you know, going back to that voice, like my heart told me like, no, you are doing the right thing. Like stay on this track. You will figure this out. But it can feel so difficult when everything that you're hearing and reading tells you otherwise. And I've spent so much time researching this and trying to figure this out. And um, when I decided to go all in on the podcast about six weeks ago, I decided to monetize through ads on the podcast, which is, is the way most people with a podcast monetize their business. Um, and then I, everything changed several days ago and I had actually received payment from one amazing small business team entrepreneur who wanted to advertise on the podcast. And I was in talks with several others who wanted to. And instead, last Thursday, I called her and I told her that I was refunding her all of her money, which, you know, it, if ever I felt like a crazy person, it was in that <laughs> moment. <laughs> right. You probably like, wait a minute. You know, I just got to send you the money. She probably is like, right? wait a minute, what? <laughs> right. Right. Because, you know, here I am trying to do this and I figured out how to monetize through ads somewhat. And I have someone who wants to pay me to do this and then I'm refunding her her money. And I did it because I knew that it wasn't the right path for me. And 
it was so hard in that moment to do that because I really felt crazy, Shakayla. Like I was like, okay, I'm refunding you your money because this is what I'm doing. But by the way, I don't know what I'm doing yet. And I swear to you, within four hours of getting off of that phone call with her, it hit me. The idea, like like my my new business model and what I'm doing, the podcast is staying the same, but some other really big things are changing. And um, it's still super new. So I can't share like all those things out loud, but that that like going against the grain and I have no idea if this is going to work out like zero clue because again I'm doing something that podcasters say you know you you have to do it this way and I'm not and so um it's both terrifying and exciting <laughs> right Ooh, I can't wait I already know that you're going to stun us with something amazing and super dope um I, I'm hyped I know it's going to be fantastic because you you believe and and, and that's the main thing I can do all day, every day. If you don't believe that's 100% okay, because the reason why I have this vision is because it's meant for me and me alone. I have mm-hmm. on these lenses for a reason because I can see it clearly. Oftentimes people try to switch lenses with you and they're like, well, I can't see what you see because you have a distorted view of my vision. Yeah. So as long as you believe that's all that matters because that's what you're, what you're going to experience most as an entrepreneur, especially if you're going out to the online space. I don't care if it's online or offline. You're going to experience this. You're going to have people who you may love dearly and that love you, and they may say this to be protecting you, but it, it always comes off like, what the F? Um, because you know how strong you are. You know how purpose-filled you are. You're going to have people whether you know them or not, they're going to try to doubt you. They're going to tell you that this is not going to sell. This is not going to work because they don't, they don't, they don't have the blueprint. They don't have the blueprint to your success. You have the experiences, you have the expertise, you have the failures and you have the successes. So you have that own personal blueprint meant for you. It's customized for you. So it's, it's okay if they don't get it. As long as you believe and you can see it through, that is the most important thing ever. Okay. Uh, so that's that. Amen. Uh, and yes, and that's what I've learned. That's what I've really have seen with you, right? Just, just um, being like Twitter, Twitter friends, and then like going to the fact that you invited me to be on your podcast. Such a blessing, and getting the chance just to see how. When I tell you she's just as hype in emails, she's just as hype in emails, <laughs> and that's how beautiful and dope it is. Like her content, it just takes you to another level. So. I opened up the last couple of minutes to the podcast just so, you know, of course, like we're going to get your, your social media, but what is one last thought you want to leave my tribe with? Mm. Do you know, I'm going to leave you with a thought that you just spurred in me. And it's something that I told myself in, you know, creating this new vision that is, is really uncertain right now. And it is this, find something that you believe in so much that nothing anyone can tell you will stop you from making that dream a reality. Just find something that you believe in so greatly that that no Mm -hmm. one can take away from you. That's the one thing, you know, you saying this, Shakayla, I I told Josh when I had this idea last week, I told him, I don't know if this is going to work out, but I believe Mm -hmm. in it so much that nothing anyone tells me right now can stop me from at least trying. Like I, I believe uh-huh. in it that much. And I think that when you find that thing that you believe in, like there's nothing that can stop you. Mm. Come on. Come, like when I tell you <laughs> this is food, this is food. Like you talking about, we going to, we, this is church right here because I'm just like, what? Yes. Like 
whatever makes you insanely happy. There are going to be things in your business and your brand, your blog that you just, just don't like to do. But you know, when you wake up, it's just like having unconditional love for yourself. No matter what phase you go through, no matter if it's good, bad, or ugly, or beautiful, you love yourself. You love your business. You love your brand at every single stage. And that is the most beautiful thing that you can experience because just like you, there are certain parts I'm just like, I love to do. Editing mm-hmm. for me is not my favorite part to do for my podcast like it is for you. But mm-hmm. what I do see the happiness in editing is the fact that I can sit there and subconsciously be soaking in gems because I will do something mm-hmm. the next day. I'm just like, wait a minute. I don't normally do that, but it's because I get a chance to talk to dope, amazing women and entrepreneurs every single day. That is what makes me happy. And that's what makes the editing process you know, at the end of the day, I do love it because I get a chance to, to re-listen to the, the things I may have missed while on the interview. I I love you. You are amazing. Oh, I'm so glad we got a chance to connect. I'm telling you, this is going to be something more. I'm telling you. Oh, girl. I love you so much. It's, it's like church every time I talk to you. It's just so yes, good. I like queen, I yes. our conversation feeling so pumped up for life. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> oh, girl. Yes. So where can my tra- where can we get in touch with you? Yeah, so the best place would be gritandglitterco.com. That's my website. You can find links to all my social media there at Grit and Glitter Co. on um, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, and if you are listening to podcasts regularly on Stitcher or iTunes or any podcasting platform, you can just search for my podcast there, which is the Grit and Glitter Podcast. Yes, yes, fantastic. And don't worry, all that information will be in the show details. Thank you so much, Lauren. You are absolutely fantastic. And I know we are so blessed to have you in this space. And good luck to you with all the new things that you're going to be launching soon. Ah, thank you, Shakela. You are amazing. And this has been so fun. (laughs) Thank you, my love. (laughs) Thank you.